the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Normally, we have major motion, major motion picture releases or Broadway premieres of shows or season premieres of TV shows. Normally, we don't have those on a Thursday night. So it's quite shocking and quite interesting that we have live from D.C., Brought to you by ABC Entertainment. I think that was the Hollywood executive that was brought in to produce tonight's special programming. Starring the one and only, the all-American girl herself, Liz Cheney. Only uh, way you can tell the difference between her and her dad is the hairdo. And that includes the desire to keep on the grift and keep the uniparty system squarely in place. The January 6th hearing is on tonight. No, I am not going to be watching. In fact, I think what we're going to start off by talking about is what you're not going to hear tonight. And that I'm going to summarize. I'm going to give you more details. But let's just in summary say what you're not going to hear tonight or in the coming weeks is the truth. Because this is not, first of all, it's not a legitimate court hearing in any way. And not only is it not legitimate, not only is it not legal, but it's it's not applying any aspects of the constitutional legal protections that we're supposed to be afforded in this country. And that includes in a proper court of law with proper disclosure, with proper evidentiary procedures in place, most importantly, even before any of that, to be considered innocent until proven guilty. This is quite the show trial. I want to hear from you guys, though, if you are watching it, and my man Skin's here, I'm going to bring him in in a minute. He has forced me to watch. He did. He's he's so strong, man. His stomach is far stronger than I am. He was, he was watching it when I got into the studio tonight, and he forced me to watch a little bit of it. I want to hear from you guys if you're watching. Do you think it's important that we watch? If you have watched, do you have any thoughts that you want to share on it? Or are you somebody that actually thinks, you know what, I'm open to hearing what this haint and the rest of her and her posse have to say about it. And you know what? I think they've got some points. 888-344-1170. By the way, haint is a word we use in the South um, that describes a lady that we we don't particularly like. It's not considered a cuss word. All right. 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. I actually have an answer to why this actually came out on a Thursday for you. Oh, you do? Okay, because usually because we don't have... We, new you know, movies, not necessarily yes. TV shows, mm-hmm. new movies always hit the theater besides the midnight early screening. It's every Thursday. So since they're showing this in select theaters, 
that's the opportunity. Okay. Okay, then. So it is going to be, I, I was facetious a few nights ago when I said, I think this is going to be their counter to Top Gun Maverick. I didn't know somebody, I don't remember even who it was on the show who said that it was going to be in a hundred different movies. We were kidding like when we were talking about it, but yeah, it is. It is. And it complete with all kinds of creative script writing, creative editing. Um, the creative control is clearly in the hands of the executive producers here. The characters in the script, i.e. Trump and MAGA and, and all the rest of them, the Proud Boys and all of that are, are, are scripted as well. And they don't have a say in terms of the storyline and the plot line. They don't have to get to, you know, all if if you guys haven't heard of this before storylines, whether they be a book or TV show, um, Broadway play, screenplay, whatever, supposed to have an arc beginning, a middle and an end. And if you're a character or you're going to play a character, you don't really get to make those choices. The, you know, usually the actors who play these characters, they don't get to have, you know, change, make changes to the scripts or whatever. And that's the case here. This is literally a theatrical production where they have scripted and written a script with a plot with a beginning and middle and, and, and an end and a summary on a story that they're pushing on the American people. And they have written the characters to be, uh, they already uh, know how this is going to end. They already know how this is going to end. This is the uh, the Trump and Maggie. And by the way, I want to point out, when it comes to the characters, conservatives are missing the mark if they're saying that this is all about, and I heard somebody say it earlier, this is about Trump derangement syndrome. No, this is about MAGA derangement syndrome. This isn't about just stopping Trump from running or for re-election. He's the head of the snake. The snake they're trying to kill off is MAGA. And by the way, I have the hearings up on my t- uh, on the monitors in here in the station. And one of the things that's bothering me is as I flee- see flashes, I see Bill Barr up there. I saw Javanka, which is uh, Jared and Ivanka. And, you know, in what appears to be without the sound on, like hostage videos. Why were they there? Oh, I know why Jared and Ivanka were there, because they were liberals that should have never been anywhere close to the Trump administration, nor should Kevin McCarthy quite frankly. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I, I was going to do it in reverse talk today, talk, talk about first addressing what the Republican party had to say about this tonight. I think instead I, I'm going to share with you guys. I, I think Marjorie Taylor green, who's not the establishment that all was at the microphones today, what she had to say on the floor of the Capitol was far more relevant than anything. The Republicans had to say, I'm going to address them in a moment, but I think first, we got to we got to talk about what you're not going to hear tonight. And before I play, I've got a quick clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene, but it doesn't capture everything that she said. Um, she said, what won't we hear about tonight? We won't hear about why Nancy Pelosi turned down requests for National Guard. You want to talk about responsibility here? How many Americans know and are they going to talk about tonight? How many Mar- Americans know? Did you know this, Skins, that Nancy Pelosi is the sergeant in arms? I did not know that, but I did know she turned down the additional uh, forces. As sergeant in arms and speaker of the house, it is her sole responsibility. It is her sole responsibility to uh, to have security. Her responsibility is the security of the Capitol. So when she turned down those additional troops, she failed her job. Right. This was as Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and, and a couple of others pointed out today that really what we had was a law enforcement failure. Not unlike Uvalde. And in Uvalde, the law enforcement failure, the cover-up is about um, is about blaming guns and gun control. 
and trying to cover up at the local level what really went on there. This was a failure of law enforcement. I don't think we can can connect the dots and say that it was an intentional failure of law enforcement in Uvalde. We don't know the truth, though, of what went on in Uvalde. But I think it's quite clear that this failure of law enforcement on January 6th was intentional because the sergeant in arms, Nancy Pelosi, in addition, as Marjorie Taylor Greene pointed out, in addition to Chuck Schumer, who's the head of the Senate and mayor of D.C., Muriel Bowser, um, all of them term, all of them turned down additional requests. I heard reported today by Just the News, John Solomon, that Trump had actually even sent out an email on January 3rd requesting additional security. So when um, Dick, I mean, Liz Cheney starts talking tonight about how there was all these indicators and at threats that were clear, clearly known by everybody. Yeah, they were clearly known. Why anybody do anything about it? Hmm. You going to ask that question tonight? She says, well, um, and here's something else is that who remembers? Marjorie Taylor Greene said, are we going to hear tonight who the pipe bomber was? Did we not all see on video somebody going around leaving pipe bombs? How do we not know the identity of that person yet? Just like we don't know the identity of the leaker of the Supreme Court draft decision, right? She goes, well, are we going to hear what is happening to over 800 people who were charged and the dozens of people that are uh, being treated as political prisoners? Merely for being there. Right. Just, well, yeah. Most of them for being there. As she, as she reminded people today, were, are being held pretrial, denied their due process rights. And she says many of them have begged to go to, go to Gitmo, Guantanamo Bay, because they know that, uh, that uh, terrorists at Guantanamo Bay get better treatment. She says, you know who's not in the D.C. jail? Ray Epps, who was on video, all over video on January 6th, telling people to go into the Capitol. They going to play that video tonight? Are they going to be talking about Ray Epps? She's gonna, she said, are, are we going to hear tonight about the scaffolding commander? I didn't even know about the scaffolding commander. Did you know about a commander who's up on scaffolding? Who gave orders to storm the Capitol? I'm wondering if that's this guy, Ryan Kelly, who was a Republican governor, uh, gubernatorial candidate for the state of Michigan, who was arrested today. And there's all kinds of bizarre, strange things coming out about him, uh, like questions um, that, that have to do with, was he a part of the feds here? What's going on here? Um, I, I'm not going to report on it yet. I'm going to do some digging on the story tonight. But side note, there's some interesting things. It looked like they were frog marching a Republican governor candidate today on the day of the January 6th committee to just continue to paint um, the Republicans uh, that were there, the Trump supporters that were there in a bad light. But it, it, upon a deeper dig, it looks as though there might be some connections between the FBI agents and the, and the Whitmer kidnapping hoax and this guy, Ryan Kelly, in January 6th. Side note, though. And he was, and, and the reason why I'm mentioning that is the scaffolding commander that she talks about. This dude was up on a scaffold. Anyway, she says, are we going to hear tonight about Roseanne Boyland? Who remembers Roseanne Boyland, who was trampled? And while somebody was in the process of trying to give her CPR, they dragged her body off to some unknown place in the tunnel. She goes on to say, the American people are suffering from decisions that are made in that body, that governmental body, right in that moment. She says, but um, how about the Americans that were suffering back in 2020 by BLM and Antifa? Democrats didn't care anything about them, right? In fact, they took all they they actually got Act Blue was a fundraising. Act Blue was connected to Black Lives Matter and Antifa 
uh, and it basically funneled money to the Democrat Party. The same black, in other words, the same Black Lives Matter people on a reign of terror across 2020 were actually raising money and giving it to the Democrat Party. There's a couple of other points that she made about what we're not going to hear about tonight. And one involves, they keep talking about, the left keeps talking about the deadliest day, you know, in America on our Capitol. And there was only one person who died on the day of the Capitol and she was gunned down. And I want to play this clip from Marjorie Taylor Greene because there's even a couple of things in here I didn't know. Not at all. You know what else we probably won't hear about is Michael Byrd, who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt right out there. We don't hear about his reckless record of guns, which is all we've talked about all weekend here. We aren't hearing about that. Why aren't we hearing about that record? Why? Why is it he standing trial? He's not. He just gets to get away with it. Did you know, and it's on video, I bet you we won't see this video, but I've seen it and it's out there. Did you know Ashley Babbitt was trying to stop people from breaking in? That is on video. I've watched it over and over. She was trying to stop people from breaking in. And then she was shot and killed. Yes, a lot happened on January 6th. And here's my question. You know what else? And the American taxpayers pay for this. There's surveillance cameras all over this building. If we really want to know the truth about January 6th, it's real easy. All we have to do is release the video footage and everyone can see for themselves what exactly happened. And I think the American people deserve that. While they have to watch and go through this big cinematic production tonight and carrying on for weeks and weeks and weeks, and the American people pay for it, by the way, the American people deserve to see all, all the video surveillance, not just the little cut and pasted pieces that the January 6th. Absolutely right. This is going to cost the taxpayers $8 million, $8 million for them to craft together and and cut and paste. They probably storyboarded it, right? Like they do with movies, $8 million, all to take snippets in which they can do their little story and push out more and more lies. And um, I think this might be a good time to take a break because I I was starting to go into the Republicans' response to this today. There's a couple of other points I think that Marjorie Taylor Greene missed about what we're not going to hear about tonight in this. So stay tuned. And by the way, stay tuned for the whole Andrea Kay show tonight because a little bit later on, we're going to tell you how you can win tickets to the San Diego County Fair. Don't go away. This is the Andrea Kay show on AIM 1170. The answer is San Diego. AK. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, continuing our discussion about my thoughts on this this show trial, and I'd love to hear your thoughts if you're watching this, and maybe you're not. I mean, I'm, I, I put it out on the socials who was going to be watching this, and I didn't hear one conservative tell me they were going to be paying attention to this. And the reality is, is the polls. The polls show that the average people, whether it's a Pew poll, I think there was an ABC Ipsos poll. I mean, there have been a variety of polls where the American people right now, when they can't find baby formula to feed their kids, when they can't afford to fill up a tank of gas, and we've got shrinkflation to where not only are prices going up 40 and 50 percent, but the size of the food that you're getting in the package is going down 50 percent, which kind of makes that almost like 100 percent inflation, right? Um, you know, do, do, do the American people really care? about what happened on January. Why would the American people 
be so desperate to be focused on January 6th right now when, as one person mentioned today, was the Capitol burned down? How many businesses were burned down in the summer of 2020 by Black Lives Matter? Businesses burned to the ground. Entire city blocks in Kenosha, Wisconsin and beyond burned to the ground by Black Lives Matter. People beat over the head, cops killed, uh, citizens killed. Right? We had Americans locked inside of federal buildings and torched. As we had a news reporter that summer of 2020 standing with buildings burning behind him. Remember the meme? Uh, it's mostly peaceful protests. We're, but, but the American people right now, as in the dire straits that we're in, are supposed to care about January 6th? We're supposed... That's absurd. It's insane. So when the Republicans, I got to ask you guys this, what you think about the Republicans response today. I found it interesting. Um, I, I thought in some ways it was starting really good because we had Steve Scalise. We have Kevin, Kevin McCarthy was there, Representative Stefanik. I thought because I was I wasn't really sure how much we had Brian Maloney on the show on Monday night. And he was like, look, it should be an easy layup right now for the Republicans going into the primaries in the midterms with everything happening, the uh, the economy. The war on energy, which is a war on the middle class, the open border right now. Let me tell you, the reason why they're staying away from the border, uh, the Biden administration and the borders are, is because they know that the border, uh, the open border invasion is, is a loser for the Democrats. I, at first, I thought, OK, great. The Republicans are uh, hitting on all the points that um, it's a distraction from the real issues that the American people care about right now. The American people care about everything that I just laid out from the border and, and, and gas prices and energy and inflation and all of that. I also like the fact that they refer to this January 6th committee rightfully as a sham, as illegitimate, as a distraction, as an attack on Trump. Here's what I didn't hear. At the open of the show, I agree with Marjorie Taylor Greene on everything you're not going to hear tonight. Why was she the only one that mentioned that? She had one other Republican, I think, in the Capitol with her. Every point that she made today, whether it was about Ray Epps, whether it was about Scaffolding Guy, whether it was about Michael Byrd, who shot a defenseless, a defenseless unarmed woman. Did you guys know that he didn't even file, up, file paperwork for that? Yet he wasn't suspended. They hid his identity for nine months. If he was white and Ashley Babbitt had been a black unarmed woman, would he not be in jail today facing hate crime, legisl- hate crime charges on top of murder? Of course he would. Nothing. He didn't even get a suspension for not even doing the proper paperwork. Why is she the only Republican talking about that today? Why is she the only Republican that was talking about the January 6th political prisoners? So, yeah, I thought that McCarthy and the other ones had some good points, but it was safe. It was the easy. It was the low-hanging fruit for the Republican Party. You wanted to say something, Skins? Yeah, how about this? You know, and Marjorie Taylor Greene made a great point release all the footage but with this being hollywood produced by some you know big you know you know mega director uh, who's to say that the footage we're seeing is actual footage andrea well well it is actual footage but it's it's piecemeal and when we have a, one of the things many people learned in watching the depp amber heard trial was how it's supposed to work in our courts of law and in impeachment hearings are, are actually a court proceeding. They're trying to turn this committee illegitimately so, as the uh, establishment Republicans have pointed out, into some kind of um, judicial hearing, right? Uh, th- but this is about holding Trump and MAGA I- guilty 
with no chance of being proven innocent. But what is missing today in both Marjorie Taylor Greene and what she said today, and especially in Kevin McCarthy, was anything about the election fraud itself. Why were they too scared to mention it? When Kevin McCarthy was pressed, do you agree that Joe Biden is his president? Well, you know, I've already answered that and I've already answered that. And he's obviously squirming. Why, why did you even why even answer that? Here's what he should have said. He should have said, why are you asking me whether or not Joe Biden is president of the United States? He's occupying the White House. Why are you continuing to ask me that? Why are you obviously trying to trap me into saying that he was a legitimate winner? I, the bottom line is every American has the right to question the outcome of the election. Every American had the right to come to D.C. on the day of January 6th and peacefully protest and execute their right to peacefully protest and claim that they don't agree with the outcome of the election. Every American has the right to say that there was election fraud, whether or not they even have proof of it. Every American has the right to believe that. Why are you asking me about that? But oh, by the way, if you're interested in whether or not anybody believes that he's legitimately elected or if you really want to get to the heart of the matter, if there was election fraud, did you watch the movie 2000? mules why are they too scared to say it and trump said it you know word for word peacefully and patriotically it, it, it's crystal clear yes which he had every right to do and they're reading all these text messages it's going to be wild tomorrow that's an expression we all use this is so stupid and and we need leaders are going to be willing to stand up because let me tell you this is not just about everybody who thinks that this is about trump trying to stop trump from re, you know, running for re-election you're you're not there yet that's part of what they're trying to accomplish this was a, a immediate why was this going back to the beginning of the show saying this was a failure of law enforcement and it was intentional. Why? Why would they intentionally, why would the Democrats and the never Trumpers, why would they want intentionally for law enforcement to fail? Knowing, let me add this, knowing that the reason why Trump is coming is because there are Americans that join him in questioning the outcome of an election. Well, they, don't, they don't just want Trump gone. They want MAGA extinguished. This was their opportunity to cover up, to, to declare that anybody who questions the outcome of an election as an insurrectionist who's there to launch a coup attempt. Why? There's, right now, there's this documentarian on the TV screen. Who uh, paid for him to be there? He was he was he was brought in in advance. Who paid for him to be there? He was there with his cameras in all the right places. It's like magic. The truth is, just like the FBI worked with some weasels to concoct a kidnapping plot, the FBI was obviously there. We know that they were, we know that when the, the people that went there, the bad guys that were there to do no good on, on behalf of, um, you know, for them, for themselves, but call themselves Trump supporters or people, just Americans that, you know, that were there to maybe, you know, breach the Capitol, that in the hotel room of the group, more of them were FBI agents than they were Americans, just like in the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot. Right. We know that Nancy Pelosi turned down requests for security. We know, I guarantee you, they're not going to show video of the Capitol Police moving the barricades back. 
Why were there all these SWAT teams and these um, these teams of people that are specially trained to handle these types of the, the, in riot gear? There's special teams, not SWAT teams necessarily, but special riot teams. We know that they were brought in. They were at Quantico days before, but they weren't called to be there. And then when they did go in, they didn't do anything. Did you guys know that right before Ashley Babbitt was shot, there were cops that just in the middle of all that mayhem, they just left the scene? This was, um, there was a lot of bad intentions that day. And unfortunately, a lot of the bad intentions involved the U.S. government and Democrats and others who wanted this to happen at the Capitol and did and let it happen. If not the FBI being a part of it happening for this very reason right now. And I said it at the time, didn't I, Skins? Because I was mad at the conservatives that were that were feeding this by their hand-wringing, immediately going after Trump, just like Hannity, just like McCarthy and all of them. Trump, you got to do something. Trump, you got to do it. They were, they, this is happening right now because of all the squishes around him that were, that were immediately overreacting to it in the sense of blaming Trump. The immediate overreaction by too many conservatives, particularly in media, was to blame Trump instead of going, this doesn't smell right. This doesn't smell right. And no, Trump is not to blame for, I don't, just because Kamala Harris bailed out a bunch of Black Lives Matter thugs and felons and and rioters and who committed felons and all kinds of stuff on the streets, I don't blame her for their actions. Just because even, even, even though she bailed them out. I think I want to take a break from this uh, topic. You know, I think I've worn it out. I'm, you know, I've I've said everything I want to say on this. If you guys want to, I, I don't know that I'm going to cover this. January 16th anymore, unless I find out some more interesting information on this Ryan Kelly guy. I think we're going to shift gears and get back into some pop pop culture stuff. Some other topics that they don't want you focused on. They want you looking at this January 6th. And I got a question for you guys. There's this old saying about art imitating life. But what happens when life imitates art? And that's going on right now in America. And we're going to share it with you when we come back. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. You guys want to have some fun while saving a little money at the same time? Well, stay tuned because in a little bit on tonight's Andrea K Show, I'm going to be giving away a family of four pack to the San Diego County Fair. It is back, baby. Like the full fair is back this summer. It was kind of the partial fair last summer. Then before that, we had no fair because it was the COVID summer. So we are going to celebrate the return of the San Diego County Fair by giving away a family four pack a little bit later on the show. So stay tuned for details. Speaking of fun, one of my favorite, favorite movies or my fa- one of my favorite family's favorite movies when I was a kid was I'm curious if Skins ever saw this movie, the original version of a movie called The Longest Yard. That starred Burt Reynolds, not the Adam Sandler. I've seen the Adam Sandler version, not the Burt Reynolds. Oh my gosh, that is the best movie ever, and you will absolutely love it. Promise me you're going to watch it, and let me tell you. I will watch it if you watch Top Gun. Well, uh, yeah. Okay, the reason why we loved it, well, it's a great movie. Um, this character goes to prison, Paul, the wrecking crew, former NFL football player. He ends up being forced to play a football game for the warden. And one, and it's got a lot of great comedic moments. My, my family's favorite is the cheerleaders. Well, of course, 
if you're a, a male prison, you don't have women there to play the cheerleaders, right? So it was men, and it was done in such a comedic way. It was hilarious, and to this day, when my family watches this movie or talks about this movie, we imitate the cheerleaders. Get that ball and hold that ball and don't let it go. It's absolutely hilarious in its absurdity. But now we've got a situation to where life is imitating art. Get ready for Man Day football and male cheerleaders. And I'm not talking about male cheerleaders of the variety of just holding the women up on their shoulders and throwing them up and down like they do in college football. Oh, no, no, no. We're talking about a man like he's straight out of the movie The Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds. And here to discuss is Karen Strawn. She is a... Uh, and not just an advocate, a critic of feminism and an advocate for men's rights, um, but she does this kind of pop culture kind of stuff, kind of content. She's got a YouTube channel with like 200,000 followers called Girl Writes What? And she's also a part of a group's men's issue podcast known as Honey Badger Radio. And you know, we had my man Honey Badger was an LSU player. And she's here to talk about the NFL's first openly transgender cheerleader. And she joins me now. Hi, Karen Strawn. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hello, Andrea. Thank you for having me. Well, did did you ever see that original movie, The Longest Yard, with Burt Reynolds and with the cheerleaders? I, I, you know, I didn't think I had, but then when you were describing it, I was like, oh yeah, I did see that. <laughs> you know, ages and ages and ages ago, when Burt Reynolds was still, you hot. know, yeah, when Burt Reynolds was still hot, right? That, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, one of the reasons why that movie probably doesn't air anymore, uh, it, it, annually on TV every every year like it used to, is because of that scene. And it wasn't done in a way that mocks gay men, but it was cheeky. And it, there was a lot of things done in that script that were meant to show uh, the absurd. And it is absolutely absurd to have men as cheerleaders, is it not? And yet we here we are. Tell everybody what's going on with the Carolina Panthers. Well, it's it's not it's not that it's absurd to have men as cheerleaders. It's absurd to have men as as women cheerleaders. Well, that's what the movie was um, about. They're dressed like women. They got wigs on, and they're dressed in little like knee high boots and little cheerleader outfits yeah. in the movie. Yeah. 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 No. And and you know like okay. I'm I'm not as annoyed with this cheerleader thing, this Justine Lindsay, I guess her name is, or mm-hmm. yeah, Justine mm-hmm. Lindsay. Sounds like a I'm stripper not name. As annoyed, mm-hmm. Not as annoyed by her as I am annoyed by Fallon Fox, um, who's an MMA fighter, a male, female trans person. Um, who goes into the ring and uh, and just absolutely decimates the competition simply because she's got this massive physical advantage of having lived 30 years of her life as male Mm -hmm. before transitioning. Um, Not as annoyed with Justine Lindsay as I am with Leah Thomas or with the, uh, the woman who, the trans woman who won all of the, uh, you know, cycling titles and everything, right? Like I'm, Mm -hmm. there's, there's situations where, there's a handball player in Australia, trans woman, literally six foot five Ugh. and twice, twice the weight of any of the, uh, the players on the field. And, and, and I'm just like, there's just, there's, you can't justify it. Um, when, when you look at the advantages and they think it's all, Oh, well, you know, they, they have the testosterone levels and the estrogen levels and they're like within reasonable ranges and, 
so, you know, they might as well be women. No, um, no, that that's not all of the advantage that mm. males have. There's a reason why when the American women's soccer team, U.S. women's soccer team, plays against 15-year-old boys, they lose almost every time. Yeah, I There's actually, inter- you're, you're right. I actually interviewed Caitlyn Jenner when Caitlyn Jenner was running. We had a uh, recall of Governor Newsom here in California. I think it was just last year. It just seems like so long oh, ago. Oh, wasn't that so sad? Yeah. Didn't recall him? Yeah, very sad. Um, and it's, and it's, it's crazy, uh, the insanity yeah, going no, on. Yeah, no, I know. They, they were just like, oh, yeah, you don't want to vote in this white supremacist, Larry Elder. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah oh, uh, but God. here's, yeah, and you know what? Larry made a lot of mistakes uh, in, in running. I felt like he could have been a little bit harder and more aggressive. And he actually had a hit job done against him by the Republicans, but I still got to scratch my head and think some funny business went on uh, at, at the at, during the election because it just defies logic. Um, but in interviewing Caitlyn Jenner, I I asked I asked all the candidates who were running to replace uh, um, Newsom. Newsom. I said, you know, we yeah. all we all as as conservatives can agree on taxation and regulation, but let's talk about this culture stuff going on because, in particular, with with the LBGTQ, because what what bothers me about all of them, including this Justine person, is um, that it's gone from tolerance to validation to forced participation. And in the course of all that, it's destroying the lives of children and, and girls. When it comes to sports, what Caitlyn Jenner said was, look, I have no testosterone in my body left, but I still have the length of arms that I had when I was an Olympian. I still have, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the my shoulders as an Olympian. And, and yeah, sitting shoulders, there, yeah. Hips. All, yeah, all of them configured for torque. Elbows yeah. too. All of them configured to maximize torque. Um, women's hips are are configured to maximize childbirthing capacity. That's just the way nature made women, mm-hmm. or God, or whoever you think made men and women. Um, and what it's not it's not even just that. Uh, there's more of more of a man's brain. Uh, men have a hot, a larger visual cortex. And most of the surplus that they have over women is for spatial reasoning and tracking motion. They have a different concentration of cones and rods on their retinas. It's more centered towards the center of the retina so that they are better able to track motion. Women have better peripheral vision. Um, You know, all of these things, uh, higher heart capacity, higher blood volume, more blood, more red blood cells Mm -hmm. per unit of blood, right? not just more muscle mass, but more units of muscle per gram of mass, right? So, I mean, like they have all of this higher bone density and all of this, the skeletal configuration, they have all of these advantages and those don't go away. They but, don't right. go away. They don't go away. I think that most people, uh, you know, agree. I think one, uh, most the polling shows that the American people don't like and do not want biological males to be competing against women. I think now what we see with this cheerleader situation is we see the push to infiltrate every to to push transgenderism into every aspect of our culture, and it does bother me just as much as Leah Thomas to have this person, Justine as a cheerleader. There's a woman who should be on that cheerleading squad that didn't get the position. 
Just, uh, just, it's just like, just like in sports, and it's meant to confuse children who are there in the sports arena. It, there's not an aspect of our life where they are not trying to shove this on us. And at a time in which uh, some children were taken to a drag show in Texas just a few days ago and forced to give dollar bills and and, and thongs of grown men in front of a sign that says um, it's not going to lick itself. It's not gonna I, lick itself. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like done with this transgender movement being forced on us and, and the forced participation. And then I got a story, Karen Strawn, that I reported on a couple of days ago, where they now want reparations, the transgender movement. Oh, geez. You know, like that, that is, that, uh, that has to be the dumbest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> and I've heard a lot of dumb things today. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, that, that has to be the stupidest one. Um, takes a cake. But uh, but as far as as far as transgenderism, you know, like look at the rainbow unicorn and, you know, they're like trying to integrate it into the K to 12 curriculum and everything else. Um, And uh, and, you know, gender ideology and, you know, okay, so I I don't know. Your your listeners don't know what I look like. I'm not a very feminine presenting woman. I don't wear makeup. I don't wear skirts. Uh, I live in tank tops. I have short hair, usually kind of like a buzz cut. Um, but okay. I, and I grew up a tomboy climbing trees, hunting frogs, you know, Mm -hmm. not playing with Barbies, but I was never confused about my gender. My parents were like, Oh, if you want to climb trees and play with Barbies and tinker with your dad under the hood of the car, then that's cool. You know, Oh sure. Learn how to butterfly tiles at age seven. That's awesome. Um, but so they were very, very, you know, they knew that I wasn't like girly. I wasn't a girly girl and they were okay with it. So I never had any problem with being a girl. I never had it. But if somebody in a position, if an adult in a position of trust, a teacher, a school guidance counselor, a school nurse had ever come up to me at age six or seven and said, have you ever wondered mm-hmm. if you're actually a boy? If, if you know, because you can become a boy if you really oh, yeah. want to. Yeah. I don't know whether I would have these three kids See, of mine that I'm so proud of. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what my path my life would have taken. And and I, I think it's sick what we're doing to kids. I agree. In fact, I was the kid that thought that a mistake had been born. I was the little roughhouser kid, girl, that you couldn't get a shirt on me. I wanted to run around naked. I scraped all my toes off one time riding a bike with no shoes. I almost bit my tongue in half at one point, jumping, knocked holes in my head. I mean, I, I you know, I was rougher than any boy in the neighborhood, thought a mistake had been made. And I'm grateful. And one of the reasons why I talk about this topic a lot, and it makes me so angry about this push in particular uh, on children is because I'm grateful that I had parents that ignored it and allowed me and and we had we had sex change operations going on when I was a kid and I was aware of it just like I knew what those cheerleaders what that storyline was about in the movie that I saw I mean you know I knew um my parents ignored it and allowed me to um, grow and, and become the person that God and biology intended me to be. And we're not do- allowing that. a boyish girl. Right. You're, yeah. You're, and you're right. a boyish girl, that's fine. Right. I mean, now, I mean, I love my dresses. I, You know, I'm sitting here wearing false eyelashes, girl. I mean, I became the most, like, feminine person ever, except on the tennis court. But, you know, this is such a scourge that's going on. There's a war on children in this country, and I think it's through transgenderism, and I wish that they were 
we're discussing this in a hearing tonight instead of this dopey Jan 6 trial, uh, show trial. Got to leave it there with you tonight. Tell everybody how to, how to watch you and, and learn more about you and, and see all your great content. Oh, well, you can't find me on Twitter because I uh, annoyed the wrong male feminist <laughs> and got, got banned for life. Um, yeah, but uh, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, the channel name is uh, user slash girl writes what or just search my name, Karen Strawn, S-C-R-A-U-G-H-A-N, because the Scots can't spell anything like it sounds. Um, and uh, and you, can, you can find me uh, on YouTube. Uh, I also have a blog called uh, Owning Your SH Something Something dot blogspot dot com. Sounds Can't awesome. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> the FCC will pull me from the air. Karen, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. You made me giggle and <laughs> and uh, lighten me up a little bit tonight after the previous topic. So thank you so much. Oh, yeah. No, thank you for having me. It's nice chatting. Take good care. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned because when we come back, we just may be giving away some tickets to the fair. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170 The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Who's ready to win some tickets to the fair? Go have some fun. Eat some fried foods. Walk around and look at all the amazing landscaping and flowers and plants and see the dogs jump off the dock and ride rides and just have so much fun. If you want to win a family four-pack to the fair, be the first caller. We're going to open up the phones right now. Call in at 844, that wrong number, 888, what, 888-344-1170. We have two, we have a Live caller line, and then we have our 24-hour line, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Be the first caller in, and you will win a family of four-pack tickets to the fair. Okay? There you have it. Um, All right. Uh, I've got Skins answering the phone right now, and I wanted to play some clips. Um, Let me just talk to you guys a little bit about... um, a little bit more as we wrap up the show on this January 6th situation. Um, they're wrapping it up tonight. I'm looking up at the monitors. I think Liz, one of the reasons why I think Liz Cheney is doing this is I think that she's hoping that she's going to propel herself to having a victory actually when her prospects right now, as of right now, are dismal. She, In other words... She doesn't have any choice. If she's got any chance of winning and staying in power and keeping her her congressional seat in her home district is to somehow to convince them that her vote to impeach Donald Trump, her participation in this January 6th committee is somehow legit. There's not one person on that panel tonight that is there because they care about the American people. If they cared about the American people, they would be doing they would be doing uh, uh, hearings tonight on the border. We know that the largest caravan in the history of the United States, it's on its way here. Uh, We know that. um, That. Seven, I I reported last night that 7000 sick covid. Migrants were released into McAllen, Texas. 
This is just such a sham trial. We're going to be back in the next hour. If you've watched any of it, it's wrapping for tonight. I want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. There's more happening outside of Kavanaugh's home tonight. We're going to tell you guys about that. So don't go anywhere. we got hour two of the Andrea K. Show coming up. And congratulations to those who won the family of four pack to the San Diego County Fair. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.